0: Cuddle from Nature Reliance School. It's great to be with you again. I've been away from some of the short-form podcasts, actually the interviews as well. I've had a little health scare and for those that follow us on the podcast and social media and come to our classes and everything, it may surprise you to know that I'm a very private person. Uh, There's so much that I do that's public and I think it's a necessary function of what it is that I do as the director of Nature Reliance School to be public on those things, but There's also a lot of things in my life that are rather personal and I'd rather keep them that way. But when it comes time to bring something I feel is personal out because I think it'll help people, then I'm all about it. Um, I don't like doing it for my own personal reasons, but I love helping people and the, the love of helping people oftentimes overtakes my need to be a private person. So I had a little health scare. Well, I couldn't, I shouldn't call it a little health scare. I had a pretty significant health scare recently. I had a, a blood clot that formed, and I don't want to go into details of that because, again, I'm a private person, but I had a blood clot that formed, and I went to the hospital and ended up being in the hospital for a week. Now, let me tell you some things about going into the hospital that happened, and then I'll get to the topic of our podcast here today. So, I went in, and when I went in originally, the problems that I have, I was told that from the doctors there that I should expect to be in the hospital for a month, two months, so that was rather alarming, if you will. Um, the problems that I was experiencing were fairly significant. And I wanted to get through the process and try to overcome what the doctors were saying was going, to be, was going to be the outcome. And so I've got some things that I had to do. Like, for example, the reason I was there was this blood clot was actually in my gut, okay, in my intestinal tract. Not in arterial blood flow, but in venous blood flow. I'm the kind of guy that usually eats two, three meals a day. I'm overweight. I think that's obvious. I'm not as much overweight now because I've lost about 15 to 20 pounds through this ordeal, which has been a good kick in the pants for me. But the problem was if I took anything in, ingested anything, even an ice chip or even a sip of water, then it was going to be problematic for my health. So I went in in the mindset of, okay, I'm I'm sick. I'm going to get some help here and then I'm told, okay, you're not going to be able to take anything in your mouth for two weeks. You're going to get intravenous blood thinners to try to help you and you're not going to be able to get any nutrition for a couple of weeks. And so that actually I'm surprised with myself in a good way in that that didn't bother me. And it didn't bother me because quite frankly of all this survival mindset stuff that I talk about with everybody all the time. I remember distinctly thinking two things. One, I need to pray, and I did, uh, earnestly, more so than I have in a long time. Secondly, I remember telling myself, as I was laying in the bed by myself, nobody around, you've got to set your mind to some things and make it happen. You just got to do it. You've got to set your mind to it. Me talking to myself, right? So I did. I told myself, you're not going to eat for two weeks and you're going to be okay with it. And I repeated that a few times to myself. And it got me to thinking about this idea of setting your mind. I'm not discounting at all my prayer life and the advantages that I gain and the benefits that I gain from having that sort of life, uh, a faith-based life. I feel like that was the overriding factor for me personally. But religion and faith is such a personal choice, I don't like to be in the business of telling people how to run their faith. But I can, I believe, feel comfortable sharing with you some things on how to set your mind. So that's what I'm going to do. I wrote a bunch of notes while I was in the hospital because I was again, although I was told I was going to be there for two months, likely, or at least a month to two months. I end up walking out five days later, and I'm not saying that, uh, well, it is what it is. You know, I walked out five days later on my own. Uh, I wasn't feeling great. I still don't feel great about two weeks out from, and I still don't feel I'm probably at what I would consider 70%. I taught a class yesterday by myself and, and it's a fairly easy class. It's not a real hard class for me to teach. I've taught these classes, you know, dozens of times and it zapped me. I mean, it absolutely wore me out to teach for eight hours. So Uh, usually the one day classes are just, (laughs) I mean, I'm ready to teach five or six more after they're done. And this one I was, I was done after eight hours, but anyway, uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting better every day. But some of the things that I ended up kind of sketching some notes on and doing even a little bit of research on what it means to set your mind to something I wanted to share with you today. So one of the things that popped up was a quote from Thomas Edison, the three great essentials to achieve anything worthwhile are first hard work second, itiveness, and third, common sense. That's pretty good. I I like that. And I thought that was a pretty good quote. If you were to windle everything down into three real simple things to do, those are three that are good ones. But I I took it a step further, and, and I started putting together some thoughts on how to, again, how to set your mind to something. And so I want to share those with you here. I've got, I don't know how many of these I've got. It might end up being about 10 of them or something, so we'll see. Uh, these are just kind of catch-scratch notes and stuff like that. Number one is define what you'd like to achieve and how badly you want it. Now, I'm telling you right now, I wanted to get well. That was my goal in this particular situation, and that's what I'm going to try to do throughout, is I'm going to give you these things that you can do to set your mind to something, and then I'm going to share from my personal experience here just to give you an example. It could be you can do this from a healthcare uh, scare or a health scare you can do this in a survival situation cuz you're lost. You can do this from hey, you've got relationship issues and you need to come up with a solution instead of just instead of just willy-nilly just hoping things are better. And this goes back to the faith-based concept. I'm not a fan of just thinking that the god that I pray to, Jesus Christ, is some kind of Santa Claus. I'm not wanna. I don't like doing this on social media. I'll pray for you. I'm not about that. I, I want to do something. I want to put feet to action to my faith-based life as well. And so I didn't want to just, hey, God, heal me, fix me, and then me not do anything about it. And so uh, I feel pretty strongly about that. I don't feel like that that is a Santa Claus situation. Hey, you ask for something and you get it. So, number one, again, to find what you'd like to achieve and how badly you want it, obviously, I wanted to get healed. I did every single thing to the T that my doctors and my nurses were telling me to do. If they told me to get up and walk six times, I'd get up and walk six times. If they told me I need to sit still in the bed, I'd sit still in the bed. If they told me I didn't need to drink or eat for a week, then I didn't eat or drink for a week, and I just was okay with it. I just set my mind to it. Number two goes along with this. Determine whether you want it bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted it bad. I wanted to get healed. I had no desire, zero desire, to be laying in that hospital bed for two two months, and I wanted to get out of there. And it's not that the care that was given to me was poor care; it was good care. I mean, the doctors were nice, the nurses were fantastic, and so it wasn't that I wasn't good care. You know, Jennifer came, my wife came, sat with me every day, almost all day, as long as she could be there. I mean, people came and visited; it was fantastic. But I didn't want to be there. I did not want to be there. So I wanted it bad. Number three, this is critical. You've got to come up with a reward of what you get once that goal is achieved. And my reward was to get into the woods. I had one blessed soul that went out and took videos of him walking through the woods and sent them to me. Because he knows I do that every day. And he knew I was missing it. You talk about a reward. Man, I wanted to get to the woods so bad, it was a goal. And I made it a goal and I just kept thinking about it. And these people that were sending me pictures, people were sending me photos, people were sending me videos of outdoor scenes because they know that that's a driving factor for me. Unbelievable. That was my reward to get back out in the woods. Number four, visualize yourself achieving the goal and enjoying the reward. I can't tell you how much the visualization process of these photos that people sent to me and the videos this one person sent to me. Of, and it, there was no just talking. There was just camera walking through the woods kind of stuff. And I could visualize myself doing it. And I wanted that bad. And I wanted to be at home on my own couch. I didn't want, I didn't want to be in a hospital bed anymore. Number five. Think about number five here. Think about the strategy of how you can achieve your goal. Now, I've mentioned this a little bit already, but a lot of the people at Nature Reliance School would tell you that I'm a controlling person and they would be correct. And my wife would tell you that and my kids would tell you that I like to be in control, don't like being out of control. That's a character flaw in my own state that I need to work on, that's for sure. But the strategy on how I was going to achieve my goal was to basically just simply let go and let the healthcare providers do what they do. When things seemed like they disagreed because there were times where doctors literally were on opposite ends of the spectrum on how to handle things, I had to use my own critical decision-making and critical decision-thinking skills to determine what was my best solution and to point them direction, listening to my own body and feeling my own body and working alongside with their expertise to, to come up with a goal. And, and that was how I did it. I partnered with them. I partnered with my wife. Tracy Trimble, who edits our podcast and is listening to this right now, he came and offered to do some things for my family that were just remarkable. Him and Sam Bulig taught a class that I was really concerned I was going to have to cancel. And so that is all just, you know, having a good group of people that surround you, trying my best to be good to them when they deserve it. And then they were good to me when I deserved it. And when not, I shouldn't use the word deserve when I needed it there, there's times where I would want things, but there's times where we need things and I needed them at this time. And so I had to sit back, be out of control and work with these other people. Number six, you can write down a to-do list. This gives you, uh, when we talk about survival, we talk about mindset skills, tactics, and gear. And one of the tactics is developing a plan. And developing a plan is critical. Sometimes the best solution is to literally write things down. And I'm not talking about type things down. I'm talking about writing things down. There's a lot of research, I'm not going to get into it right now, about literally writing things down in your own hand. And it creates a a connection between your brain and what it is that your brain wants to do versus what you want your brain to do. And it'll help. Number seven, focus on each one of those steps. And those steps were really interesting for me. Like, for example... Uh, I had to come up with some things in my mind to play because I have some addictions to food things, and I really like chips. And since I've left the hospital, I haven't eaten any chips. And I never did drink a lot of soda, but I really like drinking sweet tea, and I haven't drank any sweet tea since I left the hospital. And I'm doing these things, and I'm changing my diet because, number one, I got kicked in the pants, and it's time. It's just time. It was time. Or I'm going to deal with crap like this for the rest of my short life if I keep. And now I can have a longer life if I do a better job. But focusing on each step of these plans and just doing them. Focusing on them. Making them happen. Just doing them. So this is realistic. You know, I'm I'm a guy that I could get a bag of chips and eat the whole bag of chips. Like, for example, at the class that I was mentioning earlier, Tracy had some, some chips. And I got five of them. And I ate five chips because I like chips. And so, instead of just gorging myself on what I like, then I take a few of them, a few chips, four or five, and I've done this, I think, twice, just purposely try to focus on one chip, and at that moment, that's the only chip I'm going to eat, and then I'm not going to try to get to the end of the bag or whatever it is that I've got going on in my head that's incorrect. Again, sharing some private things that I feel like will be helpful, but I'm not comfortable sharing these things, so... Oh, I'm glad you're with me. <laughs> Number eight is you got to be consistent. You got to stick with it. You got to be consistent, and you can't just okay today I'm going to take a break or do this. Uh, one of the things that I instituted in my health plan because one of the things that came out of my particular issue. I'm not saying this is your issue, so don't don't take this as medical advice from me because I'm not a medical provider. It's fairly evident that our guts need a break from time to time, and it's actually very healthy. take a break. And when I saw it that way, instead of fasting, I used to fast regularly for faith-based reasons. And I've never really fasted for health reasons. I started fasting immediately upon leaving the hospital because quite frankly, I'd been fasting for a week. (laughs) So it was pretty easy to do really. But I instituted fasting and I'm just going to stick with it. I've been consistent with it since I've left. I'm, I'm, Again, I'm improving daily, I'm not nearly where I want to be, but I can see that some of the improvements that I'm making, these small little things that I'm doing where I'm not eating a bag of chips, and I'm not drinking a bunch of sweet tea, and I'm doing a 16-8 fasting where I'm fasting 16 hours a day and only eating in a 7-8 to eight hour window. Uh, these are things that have been really beneficial to me, and I think that they're going to be beneficial for me moving forward. Next one, number nine, learn from an expert. Uh, Learn from the Pain that's been there. And so I've got some really good friends that are mental health professionals. Uh, I, I got some feedback from them on several different things. They were very encouraging. I, and and I, I've got to admit, I'm I'm surrounded by the greatest people. It's incredible. It's incredible. My family could not have been more supportive. Uh, my friends in the Nature reliance School community could not have been more, more supportive. And so that obviously makes it easy for me. And I'm saying this out loud, not because I know your situation is like mine. You might be thinking, I'm not surrounded like people like Craig is. That's, And that might be true. We, me in particular, we need to look for people on a regular basis that are in positions like what I just described and do what we can do to help them. Because I can tell you the encouragement that I got was so beneficial to my health. And so I sought out experts. I sought out mental health people on how to, how to do these things, particularly as it relates to fasting. I've talked to, you know, I've read all this stuff on how beneficial it is, but I talked to friends of mine that were my age, particularly Mike Travis. Mike Travis has been fasting. He lost like over a hundred pounds or something. He's crazy. He's a good dude. I, I talked to him about fasting and how he does it. And, and I pretty much followed the model that Mike follows and I found it to be very useful. And not saying that Mike's an expert on fasting because he would not say he himself is an f- expert on fasting. But to me, he is because he was doing it and he was doing it successfully. And so he being near my age, we we uh, he's, he has a totally different profession than I do. But we both have the the shared love of the outdoors and, and helping people in the outdoors. And so he was a good person to get feedback from. And uh, so I sought people out that could give me help on that. And number 10, the last one here, give it all you've got and work hard. You know, there's there's a and and to take it back, I said I wasn't going to talk too much about my faith and I'm not. But I'm a big fan of having faith that is over and above who it is and what we are and looking to higher power. I'm a big fan of that. I think that's been proven time and time again for those that have a particular faith that they believe in. It works for them. And even those who don't, if they believe in something bigger than themselves, then it's beneficial. But I'm also not. In the, okay, that higher power is a Santa Claus and just grant you wishes or it's a genie or whatever. I want to put calluses on my hands helping people because that's what I can do. I want to get out and work and, and do the things that I know how to do to help people when and where I can. And uh, again, it was shown back to me in this particular situation for me. So those are 10 things. Let me go over these real quick and without my comment and lay these out for you. Define what you'd like to achieve and how badly you want it. Determine whether you want it bad enough. Define what your reward's going to be. Visualize yourself getting to that goal. Think about the strategy and how you can achieve that goal. Write down a to-do list and do them, one by one. Focus on each step of the plan, every single one. Persevere and be consistent, that's number eight. Number nine, learn from an expert. And number ten, give it all you've got. Work hard. I know you can't. Come on, join in.